Yeah, good morning, everyone. Welcome along to Tradies News in a nutshell for your Wednesday morning, the 8th of March, 2023. Daniel Pettigrew back in the chair for the course of the next hour, broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. one 1170 our open line number, if you want to get in touch that way, or you can always text 0457 736. Six seven three six. All before breakfast with Vossi and James Magnuson this morning after six a.m. Our Queensland listeners will get the first hour of Vossi and James, and then uh, you'll get Patton Hills from six a.m. local time. Good to be with you. Middle of the week coming up on this show in about ten or so minutes, about fifteen minutes. We're going to speak to host of Tradies News in Melbourne, Matty Cox. We do it each and every Wednesday. Talk about some of the big issues dominating the sporting headlines over the course of the past seven days and maybe look ahead as well. The AFL season, of course, still over a week away. Begins next Thursday night, the 16th. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 300 one 1170 our open line number. You can text 0457 736 736. Plenty of news around. Want to hear from you on all the issues as we get underway on this Wednesday morning. The Hot Topic, thanks to Rain. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rain. Yeah, built tough for Aussie conditions. Ask your plumber for Australia's favourite and install a ream. Now, before we get to the news of the day, and there's a few NRL issues around, as we would expect heading into round two. Today is International Women's Day, um, the 8th of March, uh, 2023. So, pretty simple one for you. Best female athletes, past or present. Maybe it's one currently running around somewhere in Australia, somewhere in the world. Maybe it's someone who's retired, maybe retired a long time ago, but your best female athletes of all time. 0457 736 736 or 1300 1170 maybe a Makita prize pack for the winner as well, or the best text. The best female athletes of all time, past or present, International Women's Day, the best female athletes of all time. Now, I'll run through a list that was put together a bit later on. But I'll get your nominations first. The best female athletes of all time on International Women's Day, 0457 736 736, or call the open line on 1300 01 1170. The best female athletes of all time. There's a lot to choose from. So interested to hear uh, your take on it. 1300 01 1170, 0457 736 736. Best female athletes of all time. Now, the news of the day. We finished the show yesterday just before breakfast with Vossi and Brandy uh, saying uh, that Wade Graham was going to go to the judiciary uh, to see uh, what was uh, happening, trying to fight uh, his uh, charge. Well, uh, unfortunately for him and the Cronulla Sharks, he's been unsuccessful in this. Um, He has said now the bar has been set for reckless high tackles as the Sharks veteran prepares to spend the next four weeks on the sidelines after he's after he was suspended last night. He was hit with a grade one reckless charge for a high shot on Saturday night, but had hoped to have it downgraded to a careless charge instead after he rushed out of the line to force an error. Uh, the former Sharks uh, skipper argued that he had no time to react um, after Moli received a pass from Cam Murray and then his history of head knocks led him to changing his technique to tackle higher instead of around the hips. But Graham may now need to rethink that technique. Now he said last night that's probably going to take a bit more time to answer. I've got a bit more, uh, bit of time now to think about that. 
I'll regroup, get back to training, and I've got a month of hard work ahead of me now. I'm disappointed, and I think if that's the bar they've set moving forward for a reckless tackle, it'll be interesting to see how it plays, how it plays out for the rest of the year. They've set a bar now for a reckless tackle for the rest of the year, so we'll have to see how it plays out. Now, it's only the second time Graham had appeared in front of the judiciary during his 16-year career, with the back row conceding he got a bad vibe from the outset based on the directions the panel were given. Uh, it means he'll need to play the remaining regular season matches and then three finals games to reach the 300-game mark in what could be his final year. Interested to get your take on this. Now, I was watching the game live on Saturday night, watching it on TV, and I didn't think the tackle was that bad. In fact, in the run of play, and I know uh, the commentators on Fox as well, thought it was a good hit. I, I without benefit of a replay, thought it was fine. I, I didn't really see a huge issue with it. Um, then, of course, a couple of minutes later, we went back and saw the replay, and so it might have collected him a little high. But does that deserve four weeks? I, 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 I don't know. 0457-736-736 or 1300-01-1170. Wade Graham out for four weeks, and he is right. That with that four-week suspension, and he's a relative clean skin at the judiciary, as I just said, it has set a bit of a standard going forward for the rest of the season, hasn't it? Do you think Wade Graham deserved four weeks for that hit on Saturday night? Do you think he deserved anything at all? Um, as I said, uh, maybe it was a little high, but honestly, uh, uh, we've seen a lot worse go unpunished in recent years. So your thoughts, did Wade Graham deserve the four-week suspension? Or maybe he shouldn't have got anything at all. Maybe something in the middle, one or two weeks. What do you reckon? 0457 736 736 is our text number. You can call the open line and have your say 1300 01 1170. Wade Graham suspended for four weeks. That is a big loss for the Cradulla Sharks as well, isn't it? Uh, heading into the next four matches, of course, lost to South Sydney last weekend, and they've got Parramatta this Friday night at 6pm, which you'll hear here on SEN. Wade Graham, four weeks, fair or not fair? 0457 736 736 or 1300 Interesting to see Luke Keary on the various news outlets last night talking about concussions. Uh, a lot of players in round one of the National Rugby League taken off the field for concussion reasons. Now, the big talking point over the past few days and really since uh, Friday night uh, was, of course, Kalen Ponga. Um, but there are a lot of other players. There are a few players in that Roosters game uh, taken off and right throughout the weekend. Now, Luke Keary is no stranger to concussions. We know that. And he was asked yesterday about the independent doctor's role in the game. This is what he had to say. We're not just going to stick our hand up and go, oh, yeah, I've got a knock, take me off the field. Someone's going to have to drag you off the field. You see it all the time with players that are knocked out, they don't want to go off the field. So, yeah, I don't know about can the NRL trust coaches, you know, uh, trusted coaches or the clubs, don't know. Can you trust the players? Probably not. Yeah, interesting to hear there. You cannot trust, you can't trust the players. And look, we know Luke Curie. We saw him play with headgear on the weekend against the Dolphins. He was asked about that as well. He said he just saw one at Tradic last week, put it on, and he said Coach Trent Robinson said that, well, anything you can do to protect yourself is a good idea. But it is interesting uh, for someone who's not just suffered uh, concussions himself, but also uh, suffered concussions, uh, seen his same teammates in Boyd Corner and Jake Friend have to retire due to it. 
say that saying that the independent doctor is a good idea. Uh, you can't argue with that. And look, I think if it was, and he touched on it there, I think if it was left up to players, and look, the Kalen Ponga one was an interesting one, but generally speaking, if it was left up to players to make that judgment call, um, or even clubs to a certain extent, it would be very hard to do, in particular in a big match. Now, players never want to come off the field for whatever injury. It'd have to be a very bad injury for any player to want to come off the field. So to make the call in a huge match, could you imagine it in the players' hands in a state of origin match or in a grand final? It just wouldn't happen. So Luke Keary backing the independent doctor, and of course we wish Luke Keary all the very best as he... Uh, tries to get through uh, the year without any concussions. Uh, big part of that Roosters team. But interesting comments from Luke Curie. What do you make of it? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170 is our open line number if you want to get on and have your say this morning. Plenty of other news around team this Tuesday. Uh, a few interesting names named, a few omissions as well. We'll talk about that uh, shortly. Peter Landis has come out and said some interesting stuff about the Dolphins as well. So... We will talk about that as well after we speak to Matty Cox. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 1170 our open line number, 0457 736 736, our text number. It is International Women's Day today, so asking you simply the best female athletes of all time, past or present, the best female athletes of all time. Luke Keary, his comments on uh, concussion there and the independent doctor. And Wade Graham, did he deserve four weeks, which he got last night at the NRL Judiciary for that tackle on Saturday night? Fair or not fair? one 1170 our open line number, or you can text 0457 736 736. We are going to have a chat with Matty Cox in literally 30 seconds, host of Tradies News in Melbourne. Text there, I'll get to them after that, 0457 736 736. International Women's Day today. Greatest female athletes of all time, past or present. And also, Wade Graham, he caught four weeks at the judiciary last night for that tackle on Saturday night. Fair or not fair? one 1170 or 0457 736 736. Good morning to you, Dan. Morning, Matty. Good song to start yes. us off right, today. It would be better if they were singing, probably, but anyway. That's yeah, well, okay. I've, only, I've only got the music bit yeah. on hand, Dan. Come on. It's disappointing. Disappointing. How are you, Matty? Oh, I'm not too bad. That's it's, good. Uh, Yes, another another week. It is. Uh, Middle of the week, actually. Been a good week. Yeah, we'll, we'll run with that. Um, yeah. <laughs> what happens off air stays <laughs> off air or something like that. Um, how's your week been? Because um, yes. we'll put it to you. You had a great weekend of activity mm. with the NRL round one Correct. getting underway. But I wonder if, um, if I play this noise, if it's a bit triggering. Very good. Very good. Well done. No, mate. no comment. No comment to make about your Sydney Roosters, who have fallen as one of the contenders for twenty twenty three. They've fallen to the newbies of the competition. Yeah, uh, not a good performance by uh, the Roosters. Uh, their second half coach sacking on the horizon <laughs> well, or anything well, outrageous Ma- like that. Maddie, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know who to compare the Roosters with in AFL terms. However. Um, the Roosters fans are very impatient now. They have won three competitions under the coach that's coaching them at the moment, Trent Robinson. But I'm telling you, they haven't been in a grand final for three years now, since 2019. Um, so, yes, they'll probably be saying if they're uh, – I've already seen some people on social media after that loss to the Dolphins saying, oh, maybe his time is up. 
might be slightly problematic because they just signed him to a long five-year deal. So hmm. I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. However, uh, look, they were poor on Sunday. And it was interesting to see, and we'll talk about the Dolphins as well, which I think is the biggest story out of it in just a second. But, you know, you look at the Roosters. Penrith also uh, lost across the weekend against the Broncos. Um, they were two of the three real heavy premiership favourites coming into last week. Now, it's only week one. There's a long season ahead of us, but... There were some worrying... Could be a very long season for your Roosters. Could be a very, very long season (laughs) if they play like that. But, look, there were some worrying signs for the Roosters. But to uh, be honest, um, the performance by the Dolphins, uh, 32,000, 33,000 people there, um, majority of them Dolphins fans. And, look, no one really gave the Dolphins a chance heading into the match. Matty, I was one that thought the Dolphins would be competitive because it is the first match, the real first match. They played a couple of trials, but the actual first competitive match they've ever played in the NRL. Uh, I thought they'd be competitive. I didn't think the Roosters would blow them off the field, but the way the Dolphins played will just, I think, perk the interests of some other teams. I think the issue for the Dolphins, though, in the long term is it's a very long season. Um, and whilst the team that played on Sunday and played very well against the Roosters are uh, a very good team, their depth is an issue. But it was a great story for everyone bar Roosters fans because I think the whole of the NRL loved seeing the Dolphins beat uh, the Roosters on Sunday afternoon. Well, particularly given it hasn't been the easiest of births for the Dolphins, considering there's been a a fair bit of drama associated with the players that they were targeting. I know there's Mm. uh, not a lot of love lost between one particular individual here at the Melbourne Storm and uh, Wayne Bennett, given the negotiations (laughs) that went sour. But it it just, it seems to have been a, a rough birth of this football club and to have arrived on a stage of what Sunday is and to get a fairly healthy crowd mm. as well along to the first game and then put in a good performance, as you said. The, the question mark will be, as it is with any new team in the competition, whether or not it's going to be able to sustain that. Um, but uh, at least it's a, it's a positive start and some positivity, which hasn't always been associated with the Dolphins. And it is interesting as well. And you're right. Look, they were after a lot of big-name players um, and... Not to have a go at anyone who's part of that team at the moment, but they're not. St- look, they are good players, very good players. But it's not. It's not a Cam Munster. We know they're after him. They're after various other players last year as well. Didn't get them. They have landed a couple of really good players, potentially star players for the Bron- from the Broncos for next year. But look, the NRL. Uh, there's been talk for a couple of years about how the Dolphins will go, and already now we've got talk about an 18th team and where that will be based, whether that be another one in Queensland, maybe in Perth, maybe a second team in New Zealand. We know the AFL, of course, uh, what, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, introduced GWS and the Gold Coast Suns. And I, I think one of the things that the NRL will have to be patient with, and look, Wayne Bennett as the coach really does help because he is one of, if not the best coach to have ever coached the game. But one of the things the NRL will have to be a little patient with is it may take them a couple of years to be successful, but look on the back of what they did on Sunday against the Roosters, they've got a really, really good base. They play the Raiders this Saturday night who lost themselves to the Cowboys last Saturday night. Um, They play their first game actually at Redcliffe on Saturday night as well. They're playing, I think five games there and seven home games at Suncorp stadium. So 
a good base for the Dolphins to start out with, and we'll just have to see how they go throughout the rest of the season. Greenkeeping Rooster on the text, by the way, says, hey, Dan, tell Coxie uh, to stick that Dolphin sound somewhere. I won't exactly say what he said, but uh, he wasn't. Wait, he, he wasn't on, yeah. just, just a little confused. Is it this one? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, doesn't <laughs> like it. Doesn't like it at all. Uh, luckily, he's not a regular listener uh, to tradies here in Victoria then. Um What's going on, though, with the Queensland clubs? Is there something in the water up there, given what the success that they had to start the season? Yeah, very successful start to the season. All four clubs uh, winning. So that is uh, really good to see from a Queensland point of view. That will change because the Broncos and the Cowboys play each other on Friday night. But, it look, I, I think everyone is still expecting... Penrith, Roosters, South Sydney, Storm as well, who got a good win, uh, albeit close against Parramatta uh, last Thursday night. Um, to still be up there or thereabouts, but it's good to see some different teams winning. And I thought, and I don't know if you saw this article yesterday, but in terms of TV ratings, um, the highest ever TV ratings on a weekend of footy uh, for Fox League. Uh, Channel 9's viewers were also up both on uh, both on actual TV and uh, through their streaming services. Um, and Saturday night's game between South Sydney and the Cronulla Sharks was the highest ever club match uh, watched uh, on Fox League at all. On Saturday, on a Saturday night at least. So you can see the interest leading into the rugby league season. And what was also interesting as well, Maddie, the Dolphins game actually outrated the Broncos game, at least on Fox League. So, uh, and both were available on Channel 9 as well. So that's interesting, but definitely the anticipation uh, was there. And now it's underway and we're just uh, looking forward to another weekend, which begins tomorrow night with Thursday night footy. Well, particularly there was a lot of interest given the cricket finished early. And- yes, uh, the AFL hasn't started, although we had. Yeah, how oh. were your how were your weekend of preseason games? <laughs> Look, it was. You're not a supporter was, of trial matches. No, I'm not, but I understand that there is some sort of requirement for a, a match simulation or practice match of some sort. I don't. I don't think we needed the three that we used to have. Mm. I'm not sure we've. This has been a new, as I've said to you over the last couple of weeks. This has been a new way of getting into a season this year for us. We've got an extra round as part of the premiership season, so they uh, withdrew a week of the pre-season, which I've enjoyed. The, we had the official practice matches on on the weekend, so these weren't. You know, we could have eight quarter, not eight quarters, eight periods, eight terms for the match simulations on the weekend. They were all proper officiated, proper time, etc. So there was the first real opportunity to see what could be produced, get some glimpses. Um, I was at the Western Bulldogs North Melbourne game on the weekend and there were positives for both teams. Mm. The, the issue is how much are you able to get out of it? And there's already been people that have been making calls on games which don't have a great deal of pressure associated with them. We've now got uh, what is it, a week and a half until, well, actually a week and one day until mm. the, the season gets underway Thursday week for us at the MCG. So I think there'll be the sense of anticipation associated with that. But I'm I'm still not sure we've got the preseason right. And I'm not sure whether it's to have one, one round like we had on the weekend where everyone plays each other and... Um, it's under the, the official timelines or whether it is a match simulation style weekend where clubs can choose to participate because the GWS and the Western Bulldogs 
decided to hold intra-club matches instead of participating in the match simulation. So whether you have just one weekend of that and then we get into it, I think that's probably the path forward, but... Yeah, I think we're just we're just eager. I think now, Dan. Yeah, and it it yeah. Well, I understand it. It is interesting, isn't it? Because you you look at it, and we had we've talked about this uh, in the past couple of weeks. We had the two weeks of preseason challenge in the NRL, which you know there was interest in, but I'll admit I I don't think I re- I watched bits and pieces of it, but I I didn't have a lot of interest in it. But then across the weekend, just gone, I watched nearly every match, definitely bits of every match, and most matches in full. So. It's so different. The trial matches, whilst it's great to see some football action, depending what codes you're following, it's nothing like the real stuff that began for us last week and you guys next week. Yeah, and and the other issue is we're getting these little morsels, this, this little entree, which doesn't really satisfy us, but we're trying mm. to, to go over the top and and on a search for something to anchor our, our thoughts and opinions on going forward. And in some cases, it's quite hard. Yeah, it, it is. Just a question uh, without notice as well. In terms of the NRL, obviously the AFL starting two weeks later, does the NRL gain more traction in terms of news in this two-week period where there is no, I know you've got the trial matches, but there is not much, well, there's no AFL on the field or is it still fairly quiet when it comes to NRL in Melbourne? I feel unless there is a story that involves the storm, I think Mm. because it is a little quieter that there is more prominence given to the storm. In saying that though, it's very heavy AFL, even though Mm. we're, we're, you know, only in not the proper stuff at the moment, but there's, Already been, uh, you know, a conversation regarding match sanctions or the um, potential offences from a couple of players and how that was dealt with by the match review officer, injury news. So it's that's dominating the headlines and the the cricket in India. I think that's the other thing that's sort of mm. shuffled what uh, what we're reading and hearing and seeing. Uh, in the way things are being reported, so I don't think no. It, to answer your question, no, it, no. it hasn't. It hasn't really cut through down mm. here. You mentioned the cricket uh, final test coming up starting on Friday. Um, Steve Smith, he's been an interesting talking point, hasn't he, over the past uh, week? Now I've said yesterday we understand, and it's all for why Pat Cummins is at home, and we uh, send everyone involved in that situation all the best, but. There has been a bit of talk around the traps about should Steve Smith be leading Australia to the Ashes to captain them against England. Now, I don't think that will happen, but do you give any credit to that uh, debate about whether Steve Smith would be a better captain to have Pat Cummins as vice-captain for the Ashes tour? No, I don't. And the reason I flat-out say that is after listening to what Smithy said in the press conference, I think it was post the third test about how it's not his team or he has no desire to want to do it. I believe him. I think Mm. he is quite happy to play the role as vice captain and step into the captaincy when it is required. Mm. And from the stories that you hear when Smith did hold the captaincy, it was becoming a burden. It was Mm. all encompassing and he himself probably wasn't the player that every, despite still being able to perform, people around him suggest that he wasn't quite the player that he could be. So I think that the role that he is currently in suits 
him, and mm. I think it suits the Australian team at the moment. The question I get out of it, or get out of this debate, is if we are having this conversation, when Pat Cummins is a part of this team, is he leaning on that experience as much as what he should be? Mm. If if they yeah. are making different strategic decisions like we saw in the third test, it wasn't drastic because we worked ourselves into a similar position in the second test under the captaincy of Pat Cummins. Mm. Mm. So I don't think it was too drastic, but it just makes me ponder, is it is it working well enough in collaboration between the two, if that's your senior leaders and, and others that are the senior leaders out on the field, are they having enough communication to be able to make the right decisions? That's what I ponder in this debate. Yeah, it is interesting. And I, I look, I, I, I don't think, and I agree with you about uh, going to and speak to others, um, you know, learning from that experience of the past. But I, look, I, I think Cummins will be uh, captain of Australia heading to England. I have little doubt about that. One really quick one before I let you go. Concussions has been a big talking point here uh, in, over the last few days with the independent doctor in the NRL. Um, is it the same process in the AFL? Do you now have an independent doctor? And is there a, I think there is a mandatory stand-down period. Is there not for a week? Is that uh, – I'm sure I'm right I'm here. I heard that somewhere. Yeah, it's actually 12 days. 12 days, okay. So, so 12 days post the um, concussion incident mm. – or actually, no, sorry. It's from the – oh, now I've confused myself. <laughs> it's a 12-day period, but whether that's from the actual day of when the concussion – is um, had. inflicted yep. um, or whether it's diagnosed because we have had some cases in the AFL where it's been delayed concussion, but off the top of my head, I can't remember whether that was already within the 12 day protocol mm. or whether it was started from that point. But either way, there is a, a stand down period, but w there's a lot of suggestions and, and the commentary that is associated with this very delicate topic mm. that there should be even longer. Mm. And the mindset now of particularly on the, um, uh, the, the breakfast show mm. here in Melbourne with Gary and Tim, the, uh, we've, well, they've stated in the past that we need to treat this like we treat so soft tissue injuries. We rule a player out automatically for <laughs> three to four weeks if there's a slight strain to a hamstring, mm. yet we're rushing players back who are suffering an injury to the most important or vital mm. organ of the body. Yep. It, it's an interesting argument. Now, at the moment, we don't have a stand-down period, although it is now. Well, what we do, but it's a bit of grey area about how long it is and, and stuff like that. Definitely not 12 days. Um and there's been talk about the independent doctor and is he are they getting involved too much? I don't think they are. They've got to be very, very careful. They're not always going to get it right, but they'd rather err on the side of caution uh, than something bad happen. And we've seen players in the NRL recently retire due to concussions um, and we've seen players have to sit out for five or six weeks due to several concussions. It is a real worry uh, in the sport and I think, or in all sport, and I think we need to be taking it as seriously as we can. Yeah, absolutely. I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. I don't think it's been taken seriously enough up until this point, which from an AFL perspective, there are um, reports that there could be some legal proceedings in the not too distant mm. future for uh, some players who are struggling immensely with uh, with dealing with the 
the effects of mm. of concussion and not being treated correctly. Yeah. Going to be uh, interesting to see how that all unfolds um, and interesting to see how everything unfolds over the next week in sport, Maddie. And this time next week when we talk, I feel you're going to be excited because we're only going to be one sleep away from the AFL season beginning. Yes. Well, it'll be much more exciting than uh, this morning. I can guarantee <laughs> that. Well, I wish you the greatest rest of the week, Maddie. I think it'll be great. I just hope that uh, that this time next week I'm still able to play. Oh, no, hang on. No, the, it, your mate didn't want it played, so no. I'll refrain well, from doing it. The Roosters are playing the Warriors uh, this weekend. Oh, so I'll go find a scanner pick for some Warriors then. Yeah, you do that. You do that. And we'll speak next week. Thank you, Maddie. <laughs> Will do, Dan. Have a good one. You too. Uh, Matty Cox in Melbourne, host of Tradies News in Melbourne. We'll speak to him again on uh, next Wednesday's show here on Tradies News. 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. We'll get to your text after the break asking you, because it is International Women's Day today, uh, the greatest female athletes of all time. Been some interesting texts come through. Uh, however, I will get to all of them uh, after the break. The greatest female athletes of all time, past or present, and I'll go through a list that was uh, printed a bit late, uh, earlier on today, uh, a little later on in the show. But the greatest female athletes of all time, plus Wade Graham, four weeks, suspended for four weeks at the judiciary last night. Fair or not fair? I said at the top of the show, I thought that the tackle wasn't that bad. We've seen worse. Four weeks. He now says a bar has been set for the remainder of the season. I can't disagree with him. Fair or not fair? Did Wade Graham deserve to sit out for four weeks from that tackle against the South Sydney Rabbitohs on Saturday night? Um, And we were just talking about the Dolphins with Matty Cox there. ARL Commission boss Peter Volandes has revealed how signing Wayne Bennett was a non-negotiable condition for the entry of the NRL 17th team. Uh, Volandes savoured the Dolphins' history-making debut at Suncorp Stadium on Sunday and was blown away uh, by their win. The appointment of Bennett was a masterstroke by the Dolphins, and Volandis revealed the acquisition of the 73-year-old supercoach was a key requirement if the Redcliffe Empire wanted an NRL licence. He said when the commission decided on the Dolphins that Bennett's hiring as head coach became a massive condition of mine, because if anyone could build a new franchise from day one, it had to be Wayne Bennett. That was the best decision we made. Without him, we wouldn't be where we are on expansion. There was no one else for the position. The man is a coaching genius. Uh, They have 21,000 members, double that of Queensland rivals, the Cowboys, and almost triple that of the Titans. Um, And as I said with Matty, uh, 567,000 viewers on Fox alone on Sunday in their win against the Roosters. So Wayne Bennett, a key part to uh, Peter Volandi saying yes to the Dolphins uh, to be the 17th team. 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. We'll take a break and back with your texts or your calls. Happy to hear from you on the open line at 1300 0111 70. Greatest female athletes of all time, Wade Graham. Um, yes or no? Was four weeks fair? And concussions, should there be a mandatory stand down period? in the NRL for concussions. 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. Back with all your texts and more of the news of the day next. It's 24 minutes to 6 in New South Wales, 24 to 5 in Queensland.
0457 or 1300-01-1170 is the text number. The Wade Graham issue is dividing our text line. I'll get to your text in two seconds. Just a bit of the highlights out of Teamless Tuesday, though, of course, as we head to round two beginning tomorrow night. Uh, the Broncos have named star recruit Reese Walsh for his first game of the season, but the Sharks are still without Dally M middle winner Nico Hines, and you can tell they missed him last weekend against the South Sydney Rabbitohs, couldn't you? Uh, so he is still missing um, in a week-to-week prospect. Uh, fullback for the Rabbitohs, Latrell Mitchell, has been named in the fullback jersey for that game tomorrow night against the Penrith Panthers, but could still fail to overcome a knee niggle for their clash against them. Uh, the Dragons have picked Junior Ramon on an extended bench after the club successfully lobbied for the 5'8 to no longer be subject to the NRL's no-fault stand-down policy. Meanwhile, uh, Cameron Munster's replacement is Tyron Wishard for the Melbourne Storm, while the Titans have named Kieran Foran despite nuffering, uh, nuffering, suffering a knee injury in round one. I would be very surprised if Kieran Foran plays, considering uh, that there was uh, news yesterday that said he was going to be out for up to four weeks. But we'll wait and see. Uh, the Knights will welcome back Dane Gagai and the Roosters will welcome back Jerry Manu. Still no sign, though, of uh, Jared Rear Hargraves for the Roosters. Victor Radley and Brandon Smith both named for the Roosters. You'd have to say at least Radley would have to be in some doubt with those concussion protocols. And also uh, no sign yet for the Tigers of John Bateman with Tim Sheens opting not to rush his star signing after his arrival from the UK. So there you go. 0457 736 736 or 1300-01-1170, our open line number, asking you the greatest female athletes of all time today. It is International Women's Day. Wade Graham got four weeks at the judiciary yesterday, last night. Fair or not fair? As I said, it's divided the text line. I'll get to that uh, now. Uh, and concussion. Should there be a mandatory stand-down period in the NRL? All right, let's go through your texts. 0457 736 736. Start with this one from Gary. Uh, he says on the Wade Graham tackle, there were at least six similar tackles last week. Wade Graham's tackle looked okay to me. That one from Gary. Uh, however, in uh, the same... So that was one text. Thank you, uh, Gary. And look... I don't disagree, to be honest. Um, I thought, I thought honestly, the tackle, whilst it wasn't the best-looking tackle of all time, and we're just seeing a replay of it now on the TVs here in the studio, I, I don't know if it deserved four weeks. I'm not saying it didn't deserve anything. Um, I don't know. It, it, it didn't look great, but live it didn't look too bad either. But anyway, Gary says it was okay. But then this text, uh, no name on it, but I appreciate the text uh, number ending in 419. Four weeks is fine uh, for Wade Graham. In one breath, not doing enough for concussions, but too harsh on Graham, question mark. Best treated is prevention, so deterred the players from going high. Well, that's a very good point as well, and that is a great way to look at it as well, is that that tackle there uh, that Wade Graham did on Saturday night. Now, you may think it didn't deserve four weeks. However, if that had gone even slightly worse than it did, the the player, and it doesn't have to necessarily be what Wade Graham did on Saturday night, but it could be any player making that sort of tackle throughout the season, and the player could be seriously injured, hence uh, why he was charged with a reckless tackle. So you stop players doing that, um, and you stop injuries, and you stop concussions, and, you know, you could... Uh, broken jaws and stuff like that. Thankfully, that didn't happen in this occasion. But if you keep tackling like that, that could happen. 
So again, fair point. If you want to stop people doing that, then that is the best way uh, to do it, uh, suspend them. Uh, this one on greatest female athletes from Dan. Good morning, uh, Dan. For me, Elise Perry and Meg Lanning uh, up there. Uh, yeah, well, Elise Perry has been a shining star for Australian cricket for a very long time, and Meg Lanning as well. So good text. Uh, this one from a different Gary. He says, I reckon Shane Gould was one of the best. I think she held the world record in every event she was in. If not, maybe Margaret Court. Two Grand Slams, you or I probably won't see that again, maybe. Uh, that from uh, Gary about Shane Gould. And this one, just before we go to the open line on one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. this one regarding Wade and his suspension. He's lucky, very lucky. Imagine if that was Luttrell, Cody, Radley or Lodge. The outrage would be, it would in the media be crazy and they'd most likely cop 10 weeks. Yeah, well, I'm not sure they'd cop 10 weeks, but uh, look, I understand your point. If different players are... Uh, targeted differently. I wouldn't even say by those in the media, although I'm sure uh, there is some of that, but also just fans generally. Back to your text in just a second. Let's go to the open line. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Chris from Rose Bay. Morning, mate. Morning. Uh, just a few things. Uh, female sports women. Yes. Sandy Blankus Cohen, going back to 1948. She won the hurdles, the one, the two, the 100 metres relay, and I think she was voted female of the century for last century. Um, what she did in 48 was amazing. I know it was a long time ago, but you've got to put her there. Margaret Corks won, I think, 62 or 63 grand slams, if you include her doubles and mixed doubles. Mm. I guess Serena, she was up there for yeah. 22 years. Um, you know, they're all great athletes. On the mandatory standing down, yep. I mean, it was described on Sunday on one of the sports shows as embarrassing that the league still haven't introduced it. I mean, it's now in the Super League in England. Mm. Uh, the AFL, most sports already have a mandatory 12-day sit-down period for concussion, and yet leagues still haven't. It's inevitable it's going to happen. Mm. Why it hasn't happened yet, I do not know. Mm. And on Wade Graham, yep. you keep on talking about four weeks. Mm. Now, it wasn't only three weeks. He's made it four weeks. Yes, that's true. But his defence last night, he said, oh, it all happened so quickly. I didn't have time to correct. I go high because I don't want to go low because I've been concussed a lot with tackles. And I'm thinking to myself, it's not much of a defence, Wade. I mean, just to say that because you've been concussed making tackles, you're going to go high. <laughs> yes. Um, Billy, Billy Slater said on Sunday, he said, if you're going to make a tackle like that, you've got to go low. You yeah. can't just charge him like that and do that. So uh, I guess because he's challenged it for some reason, which didn't make any sense last night listening to his own evidence, he deserves four weeks because he only yeah. got three. And based on what he said last night, I'm sorry. Yep. Fair <laughs> it enough. Didn't make any sense, mate. Yeah, you're right, Chris. It, it's pretty. Yeah, not 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 a great argument, is it? And you are right. It was yeah. only was only going to be three weeks, and ended up being four. Got to run, Chris. Thanks for the call, mate. Chat again soon. Cheers, mate. Uh, Chris on the open line. One more text before I break. Then back with more texts and calls. This from Rooster Mars. Good morning, Dan. I challenged all those people arguing against mandatory stand down periods. Um, to go and dress, spoon feed and care for an ex-player in their 40s or 50. Absolutely, there should be stand-down period for concussions. That's from Rooster Mars. Back with more of your texts, your calls after this.
Straight back to your text to finish things off. Uh, this one from the Chookman in terms of Wade Graham. As I said, it's split public opinion. He says, what a great hit by Graham. The player bounced up to play the ball. If you stay down to milk a penalty, a penalty, uh, you should have to come off for HIA. There is that as well. Uh, where Look, HIA and concussions have to be taken 100% seriously. I think there should be a mandatory stand-down period. I think it will happen at some point. But you are right. It would get rid of milking of penalties and well, and not just for HIAs. Uh, well, for anything, really. But I see your point. You'd then have to come off for 15 minutes. Good text, Chook Man. Uh, this from Marty from Richmond. I think four weeks was fair. Uh, it was a reckless tackle leaning with the shoulder. And uh, as I said to a previous text message, uh, when you think about it, uh, hopefully, I don't know if it will, but hopefully it will deter players from doing similar things that could be worse um, if you want to look at it from that way. Uh, greatest female athlete of all time. Had a call from uh, Dave on the open line uh, who said um, Heather McKay. Uh, or Mackay. Uh, Magpie Swanee has said that as well. Great squash player would be in the conversation. Uh, Arthur from Paddington. My nominees are Margaret Court. Uh, Heather McKay again. That one from Arthur from Paddington. Uh, this one, not so serious, but I'll read it. Uh, Kingswood Welder, good morning, young Daniel. Uh, the number one tradie show host. Uh, thank you. Uh, hands down, number one female athlete of all time, Anna Kornikova. Uh, thank you. And there's a couple else, else others saying Anna Kornikova as well. Thank you. Uh, Jason uh, says, Dan, we must look after the head in terms of the players. I do agree. Um Rooster Mars says, in terms of Matty Cox, the host of Tradies User Melbourne, who we spoke to earlier playing the Dolphin sound, he said, surprised he's allowed to play that uh, in Mexico. Uh, one other says, Michelle Jenicky, thank you as well. Um, and Yeovil uh, Treeman uh, says, hi, Dan, I've always rated the decathlon and heptathlon as one of the greatest ath- greatest tests of athletics for this reason. Now, uh, this person I don't know, so I p- apologise if I pronounce this wrong. Jackie Joyner-Kersey is at the top of my list of female sports stars. Uh, her ha- heptathlon records of the late 80s still stand today. She uh, also still only the Olympic record and world champion record for the long jump, a truly remarkable athlete. And one more text in terms of Wade Graham. Uh, fair, if that exact tackle was done by Latrell Kafusi or JWH, we won't even be asking if it was fair. We will crucify them for six weeks. Uh, there you go. We'll crucify them to six weeks. Good text. Thank you for all your texts this morning. Been an interesting morning. Coming up from breakfast with Vossi and James Magnuson, David Riccio with all the latest NRL headlines. Jared Waitley will discuss the big topics of the week as well. Tomorrow on this show, we're joined by Andrew Mensal Menes to preview the fourth and final test in India. So looking forward to that and all the news issues of the day. Uh, coming up is the news. And after that breakfast, I'll see you tomorrow morning from 5am. Have a great day.